Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Hello, hello, hello. Long time no talk. It is Monday, April 3rd. The gang's finally back together. Welcome to the Take for Take podcast. We got Gage holding down from the slew. New homeowner, Trent. Boys, what's up? What's the word, fellas? What's up? What's up? Appreciate the shout-out, boss. Been a while, gents. Been a while. We haven't talked since, what, pre-Sweet 16? We got uh, we won't do a whole lot of catch-up, but we got to talk some Final Four. Before we do that, reactions to the tournament? Overall reactions? I think it's one of the best ones yet. I think the unpredictability about the whole tournament has made it just absolutely fascinating to keep up with, in my opinion. Yeah, I think it's the best one, or it is the best one that I've I can remember without a doubt. It's it's crazy, man. Like, do you guys do feel though? Like, it would have been nice to have like one strong blue blood in the final four. Where I mean, maybe UConn, maybe 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 UConn's that team. I mean. But, but it would. I think it would have been like, basically, like, the, the, is there really a Cinderella story if they're all Cinderella stories? You know what I mean? Yeah, but I, but so, you, you got to look at it like we can we can dive into it here in a little bit. But like, are they actually Cinderellas? Some of these teams, like, I think they got fucked with the seeding. Not really fucked, but just like they got seeded wrong. So I wouldn't really consider them Cinderellas. But at, at the same time, I get what you're saying. Like, there's. You look at the bracket, and there was a lot of teams that are like, "All right, that's like that team's in the final four. Or they're going to play for a championship." And they just, I get, yeah, my, I, I get your point. My, yeah, my point is like usually when you see like, like it's like a big story. Like let's say like the what was it, FAU a nine seed? Yeah, it's like wow, FAU the nine seed. They're in the they're in the final four, and then. That would be like the big story because you would right. think like, oh, there's a couple, maybe two one seeds and then like a two or a three seed yeah. or the other three teams. But it's weird when like the nine seed, but then there's also like a couple five seeds, and you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it doesn't it doesn't have the same pop. Uh, I'm not saying this hasn't been a great tournament; it has, but it just it kind of like puts a cap on the Cinderella narrative or storyline, in my opinion. Yeah, it's got a different feel to it for sure. I agree. During when uh. When San Diego State hit that buzzer beater, I feel like, I don't know, the place went nuts, but I feel like the the announcers and the broadcasting was kind of just like, oh, well, good shot, this game's <laughs> over, let's move on to the game that everyone cares about kind of thing. Yeah. Um, like, I don't know, like the Furman buzzer beater, dude almost fell out of his chair while screaming at the top of his lungs after he hit it, and this one was just like, oh, he hit the shot, and then it just like went, went quiet, so... I get what you're saying, Trent. Um, I would I would consider them a Cinderella. I mean, no one at the beginning of the tournament thought FAU was going to do much. I'm sure nobody even knew what FAU was. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, Dusty May did a, a great job. If you guys want to like, talk about that game at all, yeah, let's let's just dive right into it. Um, and like, it, my point was the whole like not Cinderella thing was like they had the most wins in the country or tied for the most wins coming into the tournament. Yeah, like thirty. What what was it? Thirty one wins or something like that. And like they're one of the they're top twenty in offensive, defensive, uh, offensive and defensive efficiency. So like number wise, they're really not a Cinderella, but but realistically, I guess yeah, they are. They would have been the only. They would have been the highest seed ever to play for a Natty. 
I think there's four teams that were an eight seed that did it. But Wow, that's true. That's, I didn't know that. Yeah, so yeah, Saturday, so I was watching the game, and I forget, somebody mentioned it, and I was like, no, that can't be true. I looked it up, and it was like the 85 Nova, Kentucky was an eight, and there are two other eight seeds that played for a championship, but this is the furthest, like a higher than eight seed I'd ever gotten. What's the what's the highest seed to ever make a Final Four? That's interesting. Uh, I don't know. You can look it up while while I kick this off. But Gage, what's what watching that game? I mean, I mean, I guess really either of you. Like, I personally felt I almost turned the game off or like started stopped paying attention to it. Probably what with like 15, 16 minutes to go when FAU was up fourteen. Yeah, because like. They fucking dominated. They that they dominated that game up until like what the last five or six minutes, and then San Diego State finally just decided to play basketball. Yeah, I agree. Um, on both ends of the ball, I mean that was a pretty low scoring game um, when it was all said and done. But yeah, like you said, they're up fourteen. Um, they were in the double bonus with like eleven plus minutes to go. Um, this yeah. is like one one of my biggest takeaways from that game um, was coaching. I mean, they they continued to settle for outside shots. They didn't drive the ball. They and when they went to the free throw, they didn't capitalize on free throws. Um, what else? They Dusty May refused to call timeouts when SDU went, when San Diego State went on little runs. He refused to slow the game down for his team. I know they love to play play fast they have a good offensive um, efficiency and everything but I don't know man I feel like they they gave that game away when they had it like damn near in the books with 10 minutes left I yeah think. I'm gonna play I'm gonna play yeah. a little bit of devil's advocate because I've heard the point you just made and I don't disagree with the point that you just made I do feel like there were kind of there were certain points in the game that Dusty May kind of like he did or didn't do things that kind of made you question, like, okay, like what, like what's going on here? But, I mean, they shot a better, they shot a better percentage from the free throw line than San Diego State. They bought, they shot better from the floor, from the floor overall, in San Diego State. I mean, they were FAU was nine of twenty two from three. San Diego State was only nine of eighteen. Yeah. But it's like so, like numbers wise, or numbers wise, it was a pretty. I mean, they. I don't. I don't know. It was such a weird. But like, you don't. What you don't see there is FAU missed three front end of one on ones. Yeah, um, that yeah. could have totally put that game away. Yes, bro. Even more than than what it what it was. Yes, that was um, what with like five minutes left, and there was like a two minute stretch where I felt like FAU didn't even touch the basketball. Yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely. Offensive offensive glass was was unreal. The numbers don't even show how lopsided it was, but there was like that one possession where. I think they got like three offense rebounds. They did. They went back to the free throw line, got another offense rebound, free throw line. Like, I think that right there was like a huge, huge, huge turning point in the game. They get one of those offensive rebounds, make a shot, and go up eight with like five minutes left. It's a completely different ball game. But yeah, it's just because even going into half, they were I think they were down what down seven at half, and every every report that was coming out or like any of the like insider reporters that were there were like. San Diego State's, you know, they're down, like, heads are down, you know, morale does not seem high, blah, blah, blah. And then they proved it coming out in the second half, and FAU fucking kicked them in the ass the first five or six minutes. And everybody kind of was like, all right, here we go. FAU's playing for a championship. 
And then yeah. San Diego State showed why they got arguably the best defense in the country and just they they suffocated them. Did you guys did you guys have anything on that game? I I did. I had FAU plus two and a half, so I hit it. But mm. I, I was rooting for him money line. Like I just I like, I just wanted them to win. Like I wanted the the ninth. Like I wanted the Cinderella story, quote unquote, to play for a championship. Yeah, I I parlayed. I was I was one of the fucking dummies, man. You you see the plus one twenty five, and then on the money line, and then plus two and a half. You're like, oh, like yeah. they lose, like they'll probably lose by four or five coming down the free throws and stuff. So I snagged the one twenty five and the juice and parlayed it with UConn money line. And as soon as like, I don't know, man. There was just a feeling down the down the stretch where they weren't hitting free throws and shit and. They were just like trading buckets for maybe one free throw here and there, and it got down to the one point game. They missed a shot, and I knew they weren't going to call timeout. And I didn't even think the guy was going to get a shot off. It looked like he had no idea. He really yeah. did. Condition. He did. That was impressive, man. He looked. I thought he was just going to dribble. That would have been in such a heartbreak if he just dribbles the ball out yeah. without and, realizing yeah. when yeah. how much time was left on the shot clock. But he he gathered himself, and I mean. He went from kind of like looking out of control and looking like he didn't know what he was doing to like getting a really clean shot off. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Lamont so Butler isn't gotta... like he—he's not like he's a facilitator. Like he—he's the guard for them that that runs the offense and get guys open. He's not known to like score. So dribbling up, I'm like, okay, he's gonna find somebody. Like, yeah. especially that Brad well, Matt Bradley kid who's hooping. But I don't he, even think he was on the court. No, though. he wasn't. That's what I was gonna say. I'm like, I'm looking around. I'm like, okay, nobody else is on the floor. He has to shoot, and then he almost fucking stepped out of bounds. Just, yeah. Did you see that shot? He was like a shoelace away from stepping out. Yeah, I saw that. It just, and the shot was contested. Like it was, it was a fucking, it was a great shot. Like it was a phenomenal ending. And it, it's heartbreaking to see FAU lose because they played their fucking balls off. Elijah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was with you guys. I was on FAU. I've been kind of rolling with FAU the uh, the whole yeah. tournament. I after the uh, after Purdue went down, I kind of I, ha- I had them beating Purdue actually anyway. But I after Purdue went down, I said they'd probably I think they could um, they'd be the team that comes out of that region and makes the final four. So I was kind of rolling with them the whole way. I like watching them play. Yeah. Um. You know, I felt like they were just a, a fun aesthetically to watch. Not that San Diego State isn't. So it's a different brand of basketball, right? Um, and I, you know, I, I did pick Charleston to beat San Diego State in round one, so um, I was kind of uh, <laughs> fading that as text along the way. But yeah, I, I mean, it, it was a great game. You can't, um, you got to give San Diego State credit for hanging in there when when everyone kind of thought the game was over. Uh, yeah. One one quick note on FAU though, I didn't realize just how young they are, man. So they're they're yeah. pretty set up for you know the next couple of years to their entire five starting some, fives coming back. The entire starting five. Yeah. The entire starting five is all um, sophomores or younger, except except a junior. So they're they're going to be good for a couple of years. Um, so they might come in like you know top twenty, top ten team next year. And um, I don't know, man. It may, maybe they turn Dusty may turn them into a powerhouse. Who knows? The next Gonzaga, Gonzaga South. Yeah, and I was listening. I was listening to to another podcast and they're talking about FAU and, and they they brought up the point you just made, Trent, about how young they are and it's like a hypothetical was if you if this same FAU team has a similar season 
to what they did, right? 30 something wins. That loud ass gulp. That water must that, that, that water was. must have been damn good. <laughs> <laughs> that was that that was yeah, I just cleaned the water bottle too, so that, that first, A crisp that first drink. taste after cleaning that thing, it hits different. So but no, it's like what? Sorry. No, no, you're good. It's like what? But what? If this team has a something similar, a similar season, which you have to think they probably will, in the conference series, yeah, it's not very good. But like, what would stop them from being like a three seed or like a two seed or a four seed or something? You know what I mean? And then getting knocked in the second round. You know, it's just it's it's all hypothetical. But it's just like as a nine. Well, it's a good. It's a good point to make because the whole world's seen what they're like now. And like yeah. you guys said, the whole starting five come back. So this might be – they might be expected to run the conference. They might be expected to make a run in the tournament from here on out, especially with Dusty May staying and everything like that. So, yeah, I don't know. I think it, it it's good, and it, it could also come with some high expectations that if they don't meet kind of what they met this year, they're – like, like was this year a fluke? You yeah, kind of look at it like that. Yeah, it's like that Wichita State team. That's the team they compared them to. It's like they had Ron Baker, Fred Van Vliet, and all this. I love that team, man. What was it 2011 or something? Convinced, I'm still convinced that team. If they didn't lose to Kentucky, which was a terrible draw, like yeah. they should have never gotten to play Kentucky. If they, the winner of that game, um, well, Kentucky went to the. They won the it. Final four that year, I'm right? pretty sure they won it all that year. They won it all as an eight seed. Yeah, yeah. Kentucky, Wichita State was. I still, I still stand by. They were the best team that year. Yeah. I know Kentucky was loaded, and they they were talented as hell, and they obviously had more talent. But with Fred Van Fleet and and Ron Baker and uh, Clay Anthony Early, I think his name was right. Yeah, big team. that team was loaded, undefeated throughout the regular season, and I had them winning the bracket. And I still think they they uh, they didn't choke at the end of that Kentucky game. They would have won. They would have won it all. So yeah, it's just this this. I got a feeling that just this team is gonna that next year they're gonna have a similar fate to to Wichita State. It's just they're gonna get put on the they're now on the map, and their their schedule is gonna be weak again next year. So they're gonna win close to thirty games, and then they're gonna come come tourney time people are going to talk about them getting a four seed or a three seed or something like that and then just getting bounced but well you know what you know what's even crazier is they i mean if we're being honest and i like i said i was on fau the whole whole tournament but they should have lost memphis correct uh so this could have been memphis for city like memphis that's how like fine the line is where like one one call goes your way or doesn't go your way and you're out in the first round versus you're in the final four so that's March, man. There's a fine, yeah. That's that's the beauty of March. So I mean, we could be talking about Memphis, and you know, what what Penny's doing over there, and now the narrative is all different and changed. So it's it's crazy how small that line is. Yeah, yeah. Elijah Martin too balled out too. He was fun to watch. I think he had twenty. Yeah, he had twenty six. He was fifty or seven or thirteen from the field, and. Who was it? Bradley? Yeah, Matt Bradley. That was a match. That was a really, really fun matchup. Bradley versus uh, Martin the entire game. It's just, I don't know, man. It sucks because I thought if FAU is, in my opinion, the more talented team than San Diego State. But San, Di- San Diego State is just so deep. Like they just and they're they're upperclassmen heavy. 
Like they just got juniors and seniors all over the place, guys who have played in big games and stepped up in big moments, and it was really unfortunate. Yeah, really quick, Austin. Um, do you guys want to guess what the highest ranked seed is to make the Final Four? Was it FAU? No. I want to say a 10 seed. Austin, you want to guess? Probably a 12. It was an 11 seed, and they've done it five times. Who's the, uh, who's most, the most recent? Recently, most recently, UCLA in 2021 when they were actually a playing team. Oh, that's right. That was the COVID year. No. That was the COVID year, yeah. Yeah. Um, Suggs hit him it was, in the Final Four, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was LSU in 1986. That's probably the only one we're not familiar with. And then uh, George Mason, that George uh, Mason team in 2006. Jim Laranaga, yeah. Yeah, VCU and Shaka Smart yep. in 2011. And then uh, Sister Jean and Loyola, 2018. Oh, yeah. Damn, I forgot about that. I, I thought I didn't think they made the Elite – or Final Four. I thought they made it to the Elite Eight. but Final Four team. Yeah. F- uh Oh my God! Sister Jean's still alive. Dude. She is still alive. Surprisingly, why am I blanking on the team last year, bro? The fifteen, St. Peter's. They made the uh, Elite Eight, Saint right? Peter's. They gotta be in the Elite Eight, yeah. Yeah, that's what I thought. But yeah, man, it's just I thought the I thought the better team lost. I mean, I I mean, FAU outplayed them for what thirty five minutes, and then. San Diego State fucking turned up. It's unfortunate. But let's be on. Give me an honest answer to this question, though. Do they stand a chance against UConn? Did either did either I, of these teams? I, I Gage Gage thinks they do. He's he's all over that seven and a half. Not to get ahead of ourselves, but you're talking about tonight. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah, I think I think UConn wins. Um, I think seven and a half is too much. The I high, know the highest spread in you, championship game history, by the way, or the biggest spread. Is it really, the biggest spread in championship game history. Are we just are we just jumping ship and passing by the the UConn? No, 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 Miami my game. No, my question was just like, did did any like did either did either FAU or SDSU stand a chance against UConn? Like, if FAU would have won. Would they have had a better chance against UConn? No, I think. I think if FAU wins, that spreads closer to like nine. Yeah, I can see it. But uh, we, but, yeah, we, we won't jump. Uh, slide past our uh, our boy Ernst his canes, but I got nothing on that game. I mean, I I I knew UConn would fucking smoke them, but that I t- final score was way closer than what the whole game was. I was they on- were like up, they were up like almost. 30 at one point, I think. Yeah, I was on UConn with five and a half. I just, yeah, I mean, I got nothing. I just, you guys can take point here because they got bullied. <laughs> uh, I don't I mean, I don't have a lot to add to that. I mean, that game was kind of just came down to Miami. Um, they just stopped making shots, really. Like, they're, I don't want to call it luck because that would be doing a disservice. They have some talented players over there. They're just streaky. But, um, they're streaky, yeah, exactly. And you knew it could kind of crash and burn. And um, they needed to, I would say, they needed to make like, you know, 12 or 15 threes to have a chance in this game, right? Yeah. And they made seven. So, 
I guess that's just how the the, the shoe drops sometimes. But I mean, UConn was a better team. It's it's odd to see like such a dominant tournament run from like a non one really did like a non one seed. Like when's the last time we had a tournament run where a team has just kind of dominated, you know, each round? Yeah, like UConn and and as a four seed, which is just like I didn't I didn't think UConn was was I mean I knew they were talented, but I didn't think they were like under seated. Like I didn't think they oh, why didn't they get like a three or a two? I, I thought a four was fine for them based on the year they had. So Yeah, I, I mean it, it's surprising to see it's such a dominant like this is a dominant fashion in that yeah, part. So yeah, I mean, I'm not surprised at all because I think UConn was was I think they deserve to be in this game. I think they're one of the best teams in the country. And it's like if you go back and look, they had that stretch in um, January where they lost. They lost six games in January. I think it was. Let me see. Yeah, they lost one, two, three. They lost four. Oh, four out of five. Not, not to cut you out, but you're not. You're not surprised. I mean, not. I'm not saying I'm surprised that they're here. I'm surprised the dominating fashion. Like you're not yeah, surprised. They, yeah, yeah. They put. They hung thirty. Uh, beat Gonzaga by thirty. They won. They've won each round by an average of twenty point six points, which is insane. Man, that is yeah, the walk on the walk ons have made an appearance in every tournament game so far. <laughs> you don't see that. Even like top dog one seeds, like yeah. even like, you know, your Kentuckys, like those great Kentucky teams or you know, Duke or whatever, they're they're, you know, sweet sixteen, then it's a close game, you know what I mean? So yeah. no, I get your to point. see just a dominant run. Yeah. But the thing about them though, they don't they don't like let up at all. They no. they fucking push the ball. They shoot early in the shot clock. They love to fire off threes, and they're fucking like Sonogo's a dog on the board. So like he he secures a lot of offense rebounds. He gives them a lot of extra possessions, and they don't take they don't waste any time on the offensive end. So that's why I don't know they they'd be up twenty with four minutes left, and they're playing like they're like they're tied. And that's what makes them fun to watch, in my opinion. They don't really get get comfortable in any situation they they love to run and i think that's all bobby hurley's like style to a t you know yeah that's just how he is man he, he coaches with his hair on fire and his team plays he's got no hair bro what hair yeah what hair <laughs> his team it all off facts his team plays the exact same way he coaches and it's a good thing or it's a bad thing at times and it's also a phenomenal things at times or it's a phenomenal thing at times but and they're balanced, bro. Like, they're so balanced, bro. And they're so deep. Oh, my God. They're so deep. Like, if Jordan Hawkins isn't shooting well, like, they can turn to their uh, freshman point guard, Newton. If Newton's not playing well, Andre Jackson can make some shots. If well, they miss the, the shots, right? don't worry. Sonogo will rebound it. Kicking out the that white guy, uh, Carbonara effect or some shit. Yeah. Call, uh, call Cantera or whatever. <laughs> Shout out. The Carbonara effect. effect. <laughs> that show is goaded. Come on after Impractical Jokers. <laughs> that would come on after Tosh.0, wouldn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah to your point, yeah. They, they have one, two, three, four, five, five guys averaging 25-plus minutes. Six, seven, eight, nine. They have nine guys that play 13 minutes plus, which is insane. And, it, and to your point that you just made, Gage, Jackson was had two fouls within the first, what, two minutes yeah. of that Miami game, and they won by 14 or whatever it was. 13, yeah. 13, and it's like, yeah, I mean, it's they they don't – it doesn't matter who – like who goes down for them or who's having an off night. Like, they're so deep and so talented that anybody can, will be like – yeah, it's, it's nuts, man. 
Yeah. yeah and so with all that, with all that being said, who do you guys, you guys want to talk about the game tonight? Yeah, I think UConn rules. I re- I'm not gonna play either side in this game because I just I want to just watch it and enjoy it. But I, I think UConn rules, man. I just they're they're too hot. They're too deep. They're too explosive. I just I don't see SDU being able to to keep up with them. Before we before we kind of get into this game, can we can we first complain a little bit about? I know it's the same every year, but like the fact that this game starts at nine twenty. Yeah, that's horseshit. Absolute horseshit. Like, is that? I don't understand what the like. What like? What's the logic behind it? You're telling I me I, I gotta watch one shining moment at like twelve forty five. Give me a fucking break. You're, you're cooked, bro. There's no way you make it. Give me. I, a, got, I got you. I got you plus. Plus 280 to make it, actually. To make it what, dude? One shining moment? <laughs> yeah. It's a long shot. Shout out uh, Central Time Zone. Yeah, bro. That's such horseshit. That's true. That's nice. Give that's 820 a, your time. Give yeah. me a break, dude. West Coast is like, even better. But they like they don't do that for like the... Uh, like, I know it's a weekday, I guess. Is that is that the reason they do that? Dude, I have no But clue. that doesn't make sense either. I don't know. I would have rather had it on... Three o'clock on a Sunday, like the women's was. Then nine yeah, o'clock. I, I guess they do it because like the West Coast, so they get off work before it starts. But yeah, bro, the UConn fans are gonna be fucking asleep with five minutes left to go in the game, and SDU fans are gonna be eating dinner. Yeah, it's horseshit, absolute horseshit. Yeah, well, you, you don't expect it to be a good game, so you might might not be worth watching the. Final I don't. I don't think it's a. I don't think it's like a twenty point blowout. I just think that I th- I just don't see UConn not doing what they've been doing all tournament, where they get up big, and SDU isn't built. I mean, I know they just did it, but I they've think, been squeaking by like all tournament. I feel like that's what I mean. I know they just yeah. I, I know they just came back from a big deficit against FAU, but like UConn is a different beast, man. Like UConn and Bobby Hurley are the team, or Danny Hurley are the team that just they get up and they put their fucking th- foot on your throat. I've got a I got a hypothetical question for you boys. Um, I just thought of this now. Like, do you guys think if you so like this current UConn like right now? Let's say that. It, okay, is there a team? Um, obviously, like you can choose any team in college basketball right now that they wouldn't be favored over. If you just dropped their like switched out San Diego State and dropped in like Kansas, dropped in Alabama, what do you think the line will be on that today? The way UConn's playing, okay. I don't see them being an underdog to anybody. Yeah, I agree. They'd be like a, a two-point favorite over Bama. Yeah, it would obviously be a lot closer, but I don't see them being dogs either. That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy to think about. The way that they're playing right now. Like, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I don't think – I think they're better than everybody. Well, that's, <laughs> my, that's my point. Like, I, th- I thought they were a top-five team coming into this tournament. Like, you take away those – Six games in Jan- or that six game stretch in January where they lost five games, like they're sitting there with what thirty with what thirty three thirty four wins, and then we don't have our we don't have our Big East stand here, but I mean it's not it's not easy to win that conference. No, no, I'm not saying it is, but I'm just saying like they lost most of their games in within a, a four week stretch in the middle of yeah. the season. And they're, they, since January, they've been playing arguably the best basketball in the country. And it's like you yeah. t- you take away 
two or three of those losses, like what's preventing them from you? What's preventing UConn from being a two seed, or even in the discussion for a one seed? It's just like that's how good I mean, I'll, I'll, this team's good. I'll give you credit, Austin. I'll give you credit. I just pull up your bracket. You had them in the final four. Yeah, I did. Um, which I didn't. I didn't know that. So I'll give you credit. I'll give you credit. You you nailed that that region. By the way, you had the the correct elite eight. And um, I think I had Texas in the punt beaten UConn. No, yeah, you had Texas. In the, yeah, you had Texas beating UConn in the in the final four. But um, yeah, I mean, I guess I guess you were on UConn. I, I didn't expect them to make this run. Like I like I said, I knew they were talented, but yeah, um, I guess you you were on it the whole way. So shout out to you. They're just deep, man. I know I keep beating a dead horse, but it's like I'll, uh, you play ten I'll, guys throw you guys out some numbers that might that kind of backs what you're saying Austin um, so for teams in the tournament winning each round by a margin of 20 plus points um, in the title game straight up they're 12 and 3 uh, also favorites in the title game with a spread of 6.5 or more are 2 and 4 ATS and 3 and 3 straight up and just a little fun fact to throw out there a 5 seed has never in the history of the tournament never won a won the championship so really I didn't know that everything's screaming UConn I think UConn does find a way to get it done but I I think it's going to be closer than people think in my opinion fair seven and a I half think... title game this I mean I don't it's a lot of points man it's a lot of points this could be the I same think... thing about like sorry Trent let me just let me just say one more thing okay, you're good you're good this, this, this kind of is like throwing me back to the big spread with TCU and Georgia and the college football championship. And I was, everyone was all over TCU. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I, I wasn't, I wasn't. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It, 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 it's kind of giving me PTSD about that, but we'll, we'll see where the, where the dice rolls here. Yeah. I can tell you, give me a second here. I just think this game would have been more fun if FAU was in it. Yeah. Uh, I agree. hundred percent. Their styles match up a lot better. Yeah. So I'm seeing, and San Diego State's a weird team too. Like they're not like eighty percent, eighty-six percent of the money on UConn right now, or on SD. Eighty ninety-six percent of the money is on San Diego State. I'm sorry. What's the public? Say it again. Public. Where's public money at? Public money is on San Diego State. Ninety-six percent. That can't be right. That's what I mean. That's what I'm seeing right here. I was just gonna say, like, just a like a kind of like a, you know, the the three thousand foot view of this whole tournament. Like, San Diego State. I don't even know what you classify them as because they're not they're not like a Cinderella. I guess that's what like the five seed. Like, it's like no one, no five seed ever's won because they're usually like a disappointing. Uh, power five school if that makes sense like they're usually like I don't know when I think of five seeds I think of like I even, know, someone even, from like the SEC yeah like like or, a or like the big tw- like a sus like a big 12 or big 10 school or something yeah like I think of them like a I don't know I don't, I don't know what the, the the comparison the analogy would be but like it's always a team that's kind of like I don't know like a Tennessee maybe that like isn't really doesn't really have like a lot of firepower and they've kind of been underperforming all year but they're they're solid i, I don't know that 
they're not usually a team that you can see make a run. So, and San Diego State kind of fits that mold. Obviously, they're not from a Power Five, but it's not like they're shooting the lights out. They're not obviously not a big brand, big name. So it's just kind of a weird feel for them to be in the in the championship. Um, but again, more power to them. Maybe they turn into a powerhouse. Yeah, I mean they beat Furman by twenty three. But I mean, one, two, three of their five tournament wins. No, I'm tripping. One, two, three, four. Four of their five tournament wins have been decided by six or less, or seven or less points. Yeah, they're, they're just a team who relies on their defense, their experience, and yeah. they've got a really good head coach that down the stretch can somehow find a way to, to get the job done. So Yeah, this is, this is a phenomenal I, coaching matchup, bro. I'm, go ahead and finish your point, Gage. Yeah, I, I just – I don't see them – I can see them going down early because UConn loves, like – get out and run really, really early in the game. Um, maybe a good bet would be UConn race to 10. I don't know what those odds are, but I bet them, I bet them last game in a, in a cash. But I don't think San Diego State's team is going to lay down and, and kind of just give up. They're not going to rely on their offense to get back in the game, but if they string a few stops together, which they're more than capable of doing, um, they can they can keep this game close, I think. You can get UConn race to, six, race to 10 minus 160 right now. Damn. I don't even want to lay that juice then. <laughs> I just you know who should be really really kicking themselves is is Alabama yeah. in my opinion like and I a big time in the uh, Sweet 16 I know that because we were watching together at the uh, yeah. at a bar and you left without saying anything so you are pretty mad about it so you, you cut anyway. out you cut out there so we didn't hear any of the point you just made Oh, sorry. I, I was just saying. My my point with Alabama is that they they should be kicking themselves. They should be, um, you know, feeling like shit, given the fact that they they blew it. They they could have uh, played a six seed and then a nine seed to make the championship game after playing a sixteen eight and five. So they they should be they they should be the team that that's really looking at themselves and saying, wow, we we really fucked this up. Right. Yeah, I was all, um, I was all over Alabama opinion. against San Diego State, but that, that's that's actually what I said when I cut out. I said I know you were on then because uh, we were at a bar together and you left without so you, you did a little Irish goodbye. Uh, uh, so I think you were pissed off. That was the same night I was on Bama and Houston, and they both lost. So <laughs> yeah, but um, that was, that was pretty funny. Yeah, let's just throw. I know we kind of talked about our picks here, but let's just. Th- I'm gonna throw some numbers out before we make our picks in this game. Offensively, in terms of efficiency, San Diego State ranks 68th. Uh, uh, Connecticut's defense, defensive efficiency, ranks 8th in the country. Kentucky, god dang it, Connecticut offensively ranks 3rd in efficiency. San Diego State ranks 4th in defensive efficiency. Um, Field goal percentage, defensively, UConn's 8th in the country, and San Diego State shoots the ball. They're 218th in the country in terms of uh, field goal percentage. UConn defends the three. They only allow 29%, or teams to shoot 29%. San Diego State barely shoots 33%. I mean, I mean, you just look at these numbers, man, and it's like everything here tells you to take UConn. But then at the same time, you kind of got to throw numbers out the window because 
it's just the tournament and shit happens. But I don't see how UConn doesn't doesn't roll here and win by at least ten. I just don't see it. You, you, you I think got, there's not a lot of anticipation or, or I mean anticipation um, around this title game. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't make it doesn't make your hair stand up. It doesn't make you no, like perk up in your chair. You see that big you see that big spread and you're kind of like, "Oh, it's it's, it's going to be one of those games." Well, I think it it also goes back to Trent's point where it's like there's it's not a blue blood. Like last year it was Kansas and North Carolina, right? So instantly the entire country's like, "Oh shit." Like I haven't watched basketball all year, but fucking two these two teams are playing each other in the championship. Let's tune in, you know what I mean? Yeah. I just I don't know, man. I know Gage. You said you like what's his fa- what's the San Diego State to cover, but yeah, Trent. What's are you on either side tonight? Or are you kind of just kicking back? Um, I I hate taking favorites, so I'm not going to. I'm not going to play this. I would take UConn, but I just don't want to. I just don't want to lay the seven, seven and a half. Um. I think the line. I think the line's right though. Like I think. Yeah. I mean, San Diego State. Say what you want, but they, they were down what fifteen to FAU with with eight minutes to go. I think so. It got, it got close to that. You're not, yeah. If you're down fifteen to UConn, like Gage, going to your point earlier in the pod, like they're gonna keep piling on. They're not gonna let up. So, I could see this getting out of hand. Um, I hope it doesn't, and that's why I'm just not gonna bet anything and and kind of kick back and and you know hope for a good game yeah um we are doing best bets this weekend either of you got one on excuse me on this game nope no my best bet would not be this game cause I got one I got a prop for you. I'm taking alright I'm taking Sonogo over 16 and a half points at even money right now I can get him to score 17 points at plus 100 I am going to absolutely swallow that let me pull it up here. San Diego State doesn't have the size to compete with him. I mean, in his five tournament games, 21, 18, 24, 28, he had 10 against Gonzaga, but they were up 30, so he barely, he didn't need to play. I just... Yeah, he's been he's been dogging shit. I mean, yeah, he's, he's averaging 20-plus in the tournament. I just don't see... I don't see him not getting 17 here. So that's my that's my best bet of the week is, is Sonogo over. I also like... Uh, Col uh, Cantera, his over under is four and a half points right now. You can get it at minus one hundred six. You're telling me he's not going to come in and hit two threes or something like that? Who? Call Cantera for the the white boy you're talking about for UConn. Call Cantera effect. Joey Call Cantera. Uh, I mean, you get him score five points. I I think that I think that hits too. I, yeah, he's done it. In- Seven of the last seven, so yeah, so I'm yeah I'm gonna play I'm I I'm playing those two tonight. Those will be the only two plays I'm on, but Sonogo would be my best bet of the week. Right. We all um, we all on UConn the roll here. What I said? Are we? Are we do- what? Go ahead, Austin. Sorry. No, 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 no. We're not doing best bets right now, are we? No, I, I just, I just, I just gave mine because it's on this game, so I didn't want to wait. I just, okay. want, I just want to give it. Yeah, mine, mine's not on this game, so. Gotcha. You guys I mean, got? You guys got any? 
any futures on any MLB that we want to hit on real quick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before we head out, let's do some MLB talk. I have some futures I would like to pl- I would like to uh, announce to the group. Uh, announce your uh, announce your big parlay future. Yeah, my big yeah my big parlay future. Let me pull it up here. I did a um, it's a six leg. It's a it's an award parlay, right? So MVP, Cy Young, and Rookie of the Year for both um, for both leagues, American and National. Let me pull it up here. So my MVPs, I got Shohei and Francisco Lindor from the Mets. My Cy Youngs, I have Kevin Gosman and Aaron Nola. And, of course, Nola got just absolutely shelled. I was going to say, Nola, <laughs> not a good start for Nola. And then... Um, fucking rock. Yeah. And then I went chalky with the rookie of the years. I went Gunnar Henderson and Corbin Carroll, who are both the favorites, but it's kind of hard to pick against them. Both on my fantasy team. Yeah, you fucked, dude. Going through that draft, there was like four or five guys in a row that you just absolutely swooped from me. So I was really pissed about Sniped him. But, yeah, I hit that, yeah, then um, I'm chilling, so... What about future like World Series? Do you, do you see any value? You got any bets in right now? Or? Yeah, so I, I took a flyer. <laughs> I, I took a flyer on the Angels. Um, flyer? What? What's a flyer? Just a, a, a team that's has insane odds. Shot in the dark. Yeah, not, not not many people expect. I can't, I picked the Angels. I, I'm a, they got their better bullpen. They have... What am I trying to say? Their bullpen is better than it was in years past. I'm completely banking on Trout and Otani staying healthy. Rendon literally just got suspended four seconds ago for yeah, five, five games. Five games. <laughs> but it's like if they can what, say, what was that deal? Did you guys see that video? Yeah, I, I don't know exactly like what was said or why it started, but like apparently the fan was talking shit and. Rendon just went up and just fucking grabbed his ass, <laughs> and then you he tried to swing at him too. Yeah, he tried to he smack swung him. At him. Yeah, and then I, the first comment was like, "Of course he swung and missed." <laughs> it was a leak. It was a leak comment. But he got fined uh, for that. Suspended five games. Five games. Yeah. And he got fined too, I think. Yeah, I don't, I don't know the fine amount, but but yeah, I got I got Angels over Padres in my um, World Series. Yeah, shout out. Uh... Shout out the Redbirds of St. Louis, not Cincinnati. Um, I threw in a future for them to win the World Series at plus 2,000. Only reason I did that, um, Fandle was given that profit boost if you threw. <laughs> if you threw yeah. Sure. That's just a sucker bet. I, I, yeah. I did the same thing. I, was on, I did the guards, 2,500. Uh, just get that boost. But yeah. uh, value-wise... Austin, I don't, I don't hate your angels. Sorry to cut you off, Cage. No, uh, if, you, if you had somebody, but um, how about the Rangers sitting at plus five thousand? Like, I know it's it's kind of recency bias, and they just they just swept um, the Phillies, but I like them before the year too. Um, and you're kind of just betting that Degrom stays healthy, and like obviously that's a huge risk, and that's you know probably not going to happen. There's probably like a one in ten chance that's going to happen, ten to one chance. But if he does with that offense, and you know they bolster their pitching in the off season too, like 
I don't I don't hate them as a flyer, you know. Like going up to Grom to Grom in the playoffs would be terrifying if he's on his game. So right. that that's not a bad flyer. Um and then like I said, I, I threw some money on the guards. They're just they're just so consistent with their with their pitching and their bullpen is just ridiculously deep. Um just took three out of four from the Mariners, so I think I think they're they're undervalued at twenty five hundred. Yeah, I also took um Tampa Bay to win the AL East. I think I got them. Yeah, I got them at plus 270. I I got them to win the division. And I also got, um, let's see here. I got the Brewers to win the a- NL Central. I know it's like a scary kind of bet, but hindsight's 2020. They're in first place now, so I'm fucking elite. But I got them at plus 165. I also took the, I mean, I'm all over the Angels, man. I took the Angels also. At plus five fifty to win the AL West. What's making you sell sell in on them? The fact that Trout looks healthy. <laughs> Honestly, that's about it. And that Otani's Otani. The Angels, like they, they, that team is so funny. Like that's the one of the funniest memes I've ever. Like the one, the one of the funniest, like consistent memes going around is like the or it's like oh Mike Trout went three for four with two home runs and Otani did something that hasn't been done since like shoeless Joe Jackson in 1921 as the Tigers defeat the Angels eight to three <laughs> like is there's always always something like that pitching is just always well they did it on opening day what was it he was he had 10 K's 10 K's of scoreless ball didn't give up a single run and they lost yeah, they lost to the A's and then Rendon tried to fight a fan. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I mean, I, they, they certainly have the talent. It's just the pitching just never there. And Trout, you know, Trout's going to miss, you know, 40 games minimum. So I'm banging on him being healthy, and I'm going to stay optimistic throughout the entire year. So go Angels. Gagers, what about you? You said you had anything else besides the cards? No, that's the only. Uh, I wasn't gonna throw a free bet on, like one of the, one of the favorites to do it, like plus six hundred. I was a, uh, I don't know. The Cardinals are good too, and they're always in the hunt. Come, come down the stretch, um, and it'll be awesome to experience some postseason baseball down here in St. Louis. So, I roll with them twenty five to one five hundred, but I just did it for the sole reason to get the, the profit boost. So, <laughs> I think it's. I think MLB's off to a hot start, but it'll be. It'll be interesting to see what happens down down the stretch. So, yeah, kind of kind of June July, so we'll kind of see who's for real and who's not. Then, yeah, you guys got any MLB plays tonight? I am. Before, I know Trent does. Before we head out, I have nothing. But yeah, I got quite a bit. I don't know if you guys can hear my dog posted in the background, but um, I got a quite quite a bit. I can just go over kind of the best bet that I wanted to lay out here. Austin, you'll be a fan of this bet. I am on the Red Sox run line tonight. Um, Let me pull up the bet here. Excuse me, play host to the Pirates. Yeah, they got the Pirates. Um, They're going to score a lot of runs. So I like the over in that game as well. And I'm just, I don't... I mean, I'm, I'm sure you know Austin as, as a Red Sox fan. 
that you can't bank on their pitching at all. It's 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 god awful. But I think they'll outscore the Pirates tonight. Little weather report to wind blowing out to left, 15, 20 miles per hour. So I expect to see a couple bombs in this game. Um, I can see it'll get eleven to seven. Red Sox win. Okay. Okay. Offense has looked really really good. I know they 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 took two out of three against Baltimore. We looked really really good. I think we scored nine runs. Yeah, we did. We scored nine runs in every single game. So, Gage, you got anything going tonight? Um, just a little two teamer with uh, Yankees money line and Rays money line. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Hopefully, we'll do another one before uh, before Augusta before Thursday, and we can do some Masters talk later in the week, but. I'm all over Rory the win this weekend. We'll have, we'll have to do, Rory guy, huh? Yeah, we'll have to do another one before the before Masters start. Get our boy Ernst back on and get him our get him all guy. excited about the golf talk. But all right, boys, you got anything else before we dip out of here? Go ask uh, Line just moved just moved from seven and a half to six and a half. I just watched it on FanDuel. They heard me. So, Gage is lying. They <laughs> heard me, man. Elite. All right, boys. Enjoy national championship. We'll see you guys later this week. Yeah, we'll be back soon. We had a little technical bits of these, but we'll, we'll be back soon. Making moves, All baby. Right, Peace. Easy. Safe. Bye. See ya. Peace.